So then the bartender says, here's your metachlorian, but I ordered a Mai Tai. <laughs> and now it's time to go to therapy. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Obi-Wan. was not unwarranted how many fobs did you give out this asset was of extreme importance to me i had to ensure its delivery this is the show where we get really therapeutic about star wars it's true uh we we sit down we're three boys but don't let that scare you away we're not the we're not the coming for kathleen kennedy we're not the What's another stereotype about Star Wars? Uh, hire Gina Carano back. The SJWs oh are ruining. Hey, We're not speak that. for yourself, okay? Those <laughs> sucked. I won't watch Ray and the Last Dragon because I hate Kelly Marie Tran. <laughs> it's, 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 we laugh, but it's so true. And I have no idea why or how, but it is. You know, we live in a fallen world. Um, we live so in a society. <laughs> uh, but that's why we need therapy. And that's why some of us need Star Wars therapy. So we're going to sit down. And we're just three boys talking about Star Wars, talking about life. And uh, we're going to have a good old time. And this time, Caleb, you watched The Mandalorian. Season only one. me. I'm the only person in this. <laughs> Neither of us have it. ever seen it, especially twice. We totally were, I totally didn't rewatch it today. In preparation <laughs> for him, well, you have experience, so can you try to do the theme song like just you know, a vocal rendition of the theme song? Oh my god, Alex, look, there's a copyright strike in the window, a lone copyright strike in the window again. Oh, they came for us last time. Pest control, we really need to put that no soliciting sign outside. But yeah, this is the first Star Wars show made by uh, Disney Plus, or, well, for Disney Plus, uh, created by John Favreau, who's just been like a little phantom, like scurrying around about Star Wars land. A being, phantom menace, if you will. Being, ah, <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna voice an alien in the, in the solo movie. Ah, I'm gonna voice another alien in the Clone Wars TV show, except that one has a normal voice. Um, but this time he actually got his own show in which he didn't voice anyone. I think, I don't, maybe there was like some he, cameo. He's probably but... in it somewhere. I know Dave Filoni's in it. Oh yeah. Well, Dave Filoni's Well, that's everything. season two though. Yeah. But yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> Dave Filoni. Sorry, sorry for <laughs> spoiling this rebel pilot. Yeah. You won't recognize. Yeah. Sorry that Dave Filoni does his best Porkins impression. <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't think about the implications of me saying that. Dave Filoni is going to be crying while listening to this podcast. He's going to need some therapy after this. (laughs) So what are you in the office for today? Well, I was watching Star Wars therapy and... uh, Shoot, now I need the therapy. I would love it if you just like... What a reverse Uno card. (laughs) I wish so badly that there was like a clip of Dave Filoni just like in Lucasfilm offices and they're just like, Hey Dave... Dave, you all right? And then you just hear like the door like slam, and then he's just like. <laughs> he keeps a pillow in his office just to scream into yeah, just it, just to drown out the voices. Oh, and on that pillow is the Mandalorian. So, 
Segway. So, so I guess my first thing is, uh, since me and Alex have already saw it, I guess my question for you is, what are your overall kind of like like feelings on the show? So it's interesting. In general, I'd say it's like solid. Good show. Gets better as it goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say uh, peaks at the episode with um, where they have to do the jailbreak, I think. By the oh, way, the Bill Burr episode. Yeah, the Bill yeah, Burr that's episode. a good one. By the way, spoiler alert for the entirety of Mar- Mandalorian season one. For, I assume for the people out there like me who just decided not to finish it first time. <laughs> yeah, um, I was like, guys, season two is already out. Come on. Like, <laughs> but I will say this: I don't think it's super. Not that it's forgettable, but just I don't think it sticks with you. I agree with that. Yeah, and I think part of that is like the length. But at the same time, I like little short bits of Star Wars. Yeah. I don't want hour-long Mandalorian episodes. Yeah, I think that's um, that's kind of a problem that gets into season two a little bit. Is that like this one? It just feels like a lot of vignettes that have things that eventually kind of move towards a climax. Mm-hmm. Whereas like season two kind of turns into like cameos the show at, at one point where you're just like how many people are we going to bring in from the clone Wars? yeah it kind of and granted like it does it in a good way it kind of yeah, did like yeah. what people were afraid the show was going to do but it did it but in they a did it in a good way didn't hate it and yeah, yeah i think if anything it kind of earned that with season one mm-hmm. um uh but alex what are your feelings on the show oh i love it it is exactly what i wanted out of star wars it's just like it stands on its own or at least season one does for, for the most part, part. Yeah. It's just like extremely episodic. All of the episodes are really kind of based on a different thing. And it it's just like, it's really nice. It feels very much like its own little corner of the Star Wars universe very in much. a way that like, I don't need a lot of interconnectivity in my Star Wars stories. And I think that's definitely one of the strengths here. So a big complaint that people have with the sequel trilogy myself included is that everyone has to be related to somebody like oh it's a solo oh you're a skywalker even though Mm -hmm. you're not actually their child and you should really take the palpatine name anyway uh the point being is that yeah it definitely definitely does that and it doesn't have to rely on you know uh it didn't have to rely on like seeing darth vader's helmet or something like that Mm -hmm. um you know it's just acknowledged like the empire was a thing this is a little bit after and it's about this guy. That's all it is. Yeah, and I love seeing like how broken the Empire is. And like yeah. the fact that like it doesn't end at Endor, it's still around, and then they're just like a small little faction just Yeah, no, I'm I'm but... with you because it's like seeing like the uh the dirty like armor that people are yeah, wearing. Yeah, they're all like so rugged. Gritty, and I love it for that reason. Yeah. I really like the Warner Herzog character. Um because gone too soon oh i I was i was like who and then i was like oh yeah mandalorians i'd like to see the baby (laughs) live in baby but because it's werner herzog like his voice i don't want i don't want to put too much into this because this could just be because i've watched a lot of werner herzog documentaries it but his voice has a certain kind of portents to him Mm -hmm. um and it feels like he's very much like trying to recapture the glory he wears that dumb metal around oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah like, definitely he very much feels like someone who's grasping on to the like to the edges of his power and he's like i will i can't do it we're in a the empire shall rise again the empire will rise again Fraulein. <laughs> sorry <laughs> he sounded very german at points and at a point i was just like is the heimer open <laughs> like I the need caves my morning stuchel <laughs> like the caves of andu captured the power of the caveman so i will capture the power of the empire <laughs> i 
got two chocolate truffles. Mr. <laughs> Mandalorian, Just have you two. seen Fitzcarraldo? <laughs> As they pull a boat over a mountain, so I shall pull up the corpse of the Empire. I'm, I'm like going into like this weird yeah. high-pitched like, like gremlin man. Yes, it needs to be transported. <laughs> anyway, Caleb, go ahead. Well, that's that's all I was saying was like, I, I feel like um, not only is it like dirty and broken, but you can also see within that character, like a real need to to like remain as important and as powerful as he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, the Mandalorian's probably the best. I mean, I know he has a name. Din. Din Jaren. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Probably Jaren, but yeah. <laughs> it's pronounced Jaren. Um. Second D is not pronounced. <laughs> but but the point being is like I think he's the best character to start like your own Star Wars show with. A mm. completely blank slate. B people know Boba Fett. What do they know about Boba Fett? His armor His looks armor. really cool. Exactly. Yes. And so we're gonna tell you more about the people who wear the Boba Fett armor. Awesome. So that the people were like, is this really a Boba Fett show? No, not till season two. So the point being too is that like uh I like that he has no allegiance. He's he's the he's like the mentality of a Han Solo with like the the stone cold delivery of I don't know name one Star Wars character that's you know stone cold and inst- completely Max stoic. Rebo. I can't even think of one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our secret episode of the Max Rebo show. <laughs> uh, so was anyone aware of Baby Yoda before they watched the show? No, and actually, did I? Did we actually watch every episode together? Because um, I know I showed you the first few, and then you didn't see it for a while, and I know we finished it. I don't know if you saw it. Probably. We probably watched them all together. So, here's a memory that makes me really happy. Aww. So, I, I watched the first episode. I knew what happened. I knew the entire time what was going to be introduced. Yoda is one... Your favorite character, favorite character of all time. And any any story. And so right. you know the reveal in the first episode when the camera pans down, you just see his ears. Right. I saw his face just light up like a happy little child. Oh, yeah. And see, it was the cutest thing ever. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Yoda. I cried in Last Jedi when the camera pans back and he's there. I also remember that. <laughs> yeah um for me like i knew about that going in because i was i was kind of on a star wars track at the time i'm like i don't care it's gonna it's gonna suck i don't care and then like i saw baby Yoda, and i was like we can give it a chance at some point i mean there's something to this he's pretty cute yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> but uh what i what i like about um the way they introduced baby yoda and i noticed it because i rewatched it today like you know, IG-11 is talking as, like, he's, like, you know, he said he's supposed to be 50. And, you know, IG-11 says, like, you know, perhaps their species species can live even, de- you know, decades or centuries or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I love that because then that immediately gives the audience context. Okay, so Yoda was, like, a baby when he was 50. You know, just, just as an example. Yeah. And we all kind of, it's mentioned a few times in Star Wars that, like, Yoda's, like, 900 when he dies. Or, spoilers for the, uh, Star Wars. Uh, we will spoil the Mandalorian, but not the Jedi. You're in a very interesting space. I wonder what that Star Wars space. therapy show is all about. <laughs> Maybe this is oh how I get into God. Star Wars. I'm really into stars. They're a cool concept. Well, Look, I like so stars, and I like wars. Let me. I like therapy. Let me check out this I podcast mean, and see what it gets me into. a little bit into. of therapy. <laughs> 
Rarely do we have the terms war and therapy in the same <laughs> podcast, and it's not talking about PTSD. <laughs> not yet. Well, we haven't gotten to the sequel trilogy yet. <laughs> anyway. Ha, good one. Thanks, man. I, mm, we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> we need to lay out... I feel like we just need to lay out our feelings on the sequel trilogy just to start out. Yeah, at it, some point. <laughs> it's such a loaded topic. Especially, especially in these circles. No, I we're the it. safe space, Stephen. <laughs> so, uh, what else did you like about the show, Caleb? I love Westerns. So, the Western Very influences... I feel like sometimes like when people say Star Wars is a Western, they don't really quite understand what that means. It yeah. doesn't just mean it's like, oh, everyone looks like a cowboy and they, their guns are like six shooters. And there's desert. <laughs> yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's it's also in like uh, how the shots were constructed. Very. How, yeah. Um, and I feel like John Favreau gets that maybe not to the extent that I would like, but still he gets it. In general. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- that's very evident in, like, the finale. Mm-hmm. The finale is very, like, you know, almost like, you know, our three heroes are in the saloon, and they well, go, "We, you got till nightfall to do this, otherwise we're gonna... It's very that setup. Well, and mm-hmm. then, like, I think the best episode that does this is the Magnificent Seven episode. Um, oh, yeah. Such a good episode. <laughs> you know, so good. Based on, a, based on a Western, based on a Japanese movie. Um, but... Coincidentally, also based on Western. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> it's like poetry. It just keeps on going it's like, back. It's like poetry. I don't know when to stop. <laughs> and that Western was actually based on Star Wars. Um, but no, I feel like... Oh, my God! <laughs> I feel like that episode in particular, and then the episode with Mulan. Um, I'm forgetting her real <laughs> oh, name. Oh, no win. Agent yeah, May. Fennec. Agent May from uh, Agents of Shield. Um, Fennec. Fennec. <laughs> that, uh, I'm gonna say her name again. Both of Fennec. those episodes, I think, like have really cool conceptual ideas for a western, mm. and then fit them into the broader like Star Wars universe. Like we don't have to be on a desert planet for the yeah for the Magnificent Seven one. Mm-hmm. We are on a desert planet for the uh, majority of the series. Yeah, but <laughs> let's slide. I was like, please just say it because it's so true. <laughs> Deserts are easy locations. There are all over the country. So and, and it's very familiar to Star Wars, I think. Uh mm-hmm. you know, I like that it didn't start off on Tatooine and end on Tatooine. You know, it started on like what like an ice planet kind of thing which which by the way i was worried about the show during the first scene i remember watching it for the first time and that first scene where he finds the doctor who looking guy like oh that yeah yeah you know i can bring you in warm i I don't know why i made him sound drunk i'm sorry (laughs) He's listening to me. It's how he copes with the murder. He's <laughs> pardon me. You shut your hell up. Is that the character who canonically makes Life Day a thing? Yes, because it is. I think so. Love yes. that. Big fan. I love the holiday special. Good character. So. Good writing. The, the reason I didn't like it is because, you know, a lot of the time uh, the concepts of shows get ruined. Um, mm-hmm. Because they bring in like a comic relief character, but what I what I like about this is that the comic relief kind of comes from like the natural tension. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so scared during that first episode that the the blue guy that he brings in, I thought oh, he was, was going to be, be a part of the whole show. It. Nah, and then he... the moment he put him in ca- carbonite, I was like, thank you, God. Yeah, no, he like, does his job. Yeah, <laughs> and then he shows up in season two for like a second, and you're like, that's about what you were worth. I, like, think... I... <laughs> I think the point you were making about the tension and the time. I mean, uh, really apt, especially since Pedro Pascal's a really good comedic actor. Yes. And like, he and doesn't a good serious actor too. Yeah. And he, he doesn't say anything like comedic 
in the show, but his timing a lot of the time. Yeah, the the episode you were bringing up with Mulan, um, which yeah, we'll just call her Mulan. Um, but the, the Agent point, May from <laughs> Agents of I'll Shield. Have you know, <laughs> guys? They Finnick call her the Cavalier. I remembered it, but then he said Mulan, and I was like, oh yeah, Mulan. I don't remember any of these characters' names except for oh, Grogu, which they we don't even know in this episode. <laughs> But but the point being is like in that episode, you know, when the other bounty hunter is like, you know, pretending to shoot Mando because he thinks the, he's asleep, and the I love wannabe it. Han Solo yes. guy, I hate that guy so much. Me too. The fact that I saw <laughs> that the is the only episode of the entire like, of series I don't like. <laughs> I said that's the only episode of the whole series I don't like, and even then, it Same. has good moments. It's yeah. just like it's so bland compared to everything. It that's what I worried the first episode was going to be. Yeah, I thought it was going to be just this whole thing and just this guy with him and all that. But I like that it focused on the Mandalorian. And even mm-hmm. when it did go that way, uh, the episode is chapter five, the gunslinger. Uh, when we were talking about timing and comedic timing, I love when he's like pretending to shoot him. And then <laughs> and he's he just, just like, goes, you done? You done? <laughs> and I'm like, he probably wasn't asleep that whole time. No, he, he watched did, it. He just was just like, oh my God. He's he like, this guy's doing an this. idiot. <laughs> and I, I love that. And what I also love about uh, the Suicide Squad episode, which I will... The Prisoner. The Prisoner. Chapter With the Bill six. Burr episode, for those of you who don't know the titles. but Well, everyone wow, the, in that episode is someone right who are like, numbers. I know that person from somewhere. Yeah, very like, much that. Yeah, that guy's from Batman Begins. <laughs> hey! But Bill I, uh, Burr is way too distracting, though. Really? <laughs> I mean, I don't say that in like a bad sense. It's just like, maybe it's just me because like I've seen enough content with Bill Burr where it's, it's just like... That's not anyone else. That's just Bill Burr being here and having fun. I love yeah. his little gun that pops up over the shoulder. <laughs> he starts shooting people. With but what I like about that episode in particular is that it shows us something new going on with the galaxy. But it's kind of happening behind the scenes. So, like, we got to break into this new Republic place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you see these new Republic robots. And it's so cool to me because I'm like, that's like a continuation of what we saw before. Of course, when the Republic came back, they're going to be like, eh, we should probably use droids. We killed too many people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we didn't start with we'll that many to begin with. We really need to, yeah. <laughs> and, like, talking about tension, that scene with the one Rebel officer yes. that's on there, that, that got me so good the first time yeah in the fact that like he just dies anyway yeah yeah oh all right then and like (laughs) you see you see this side of mando where he's just like okay we don't have to kill this guy just talk with me we'll get you through it and then he's just murdered in cold blood yeah and it's like oh (laughs) clancy brown's i didn't want to do this (laughs) what was that the clancy brown's in that episode wow everyone in that episode really is somebody yeah they are sorry (laughs) yeah as the big devil horn person well it might not have been him physically i don't know he definitely voiced him though because when he came on i was like savage like (laughs) sorry mr krabs you were making you were making good points alex i'm sorry i thought about i mean that was that was pretty much it (laughs) like i was just saying i love that scene and now you just see this side of him so what are y'all's sorry oh no it was just a little extension of like this side of him that you've kind of seen like that's a progression of him being with the child and yeah Yeah, it's starting to like affect his view on multiple people and i think like like that change came on you know when he saw the 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 village they had the atst or whatever and i i I really like that episode for that part but I, Mm -hmm. i and i get it it was necessary it was kind of boring and the fact that she's like 
no one's seen you without your mask. Be ashamed that <laughs> I was one of the first. I'm like, don't give him a love interest. And then you didn't like this widow again. hitting on him. Yeah, I don't like. <laughs> I would have preferred uh, Gwil <laughs> to hit on him. I have spoken. <laughs> We will meet for coffee. I'm so sad. On Sunday. Yeah, his impactful was his his death was so impactful, but I was so was. so sad when he died. Let's move into some bests and worsts of the season. Yeah. Let's uh, since we talked about uh, good old Nick Nolte, what uh, what are your best and worst characters? Mm-hmm. I, I would say besides the Mandalorian, because I think obviously he's you know pretty fleshed out through the season, and I think he's a pretty mm-hmm. obvious choice. Um, I don't know, Alex. What do you think? Uh, Nick Nolte for sure. Yeah, he I, just like I mean he's one of those people. He's in like three episodes, three yeah. or four. When you hear this guy's story or at least what he reveals about it, you kind of grow yeah. this respect for him and how he's this wise old man that's just living out in the dunes, just taking care of himself. Yeah, I very much like that he um he was the kind of person who's like you know I mean he even says it earlier too. He says like you know I've worked my whole life to avoid servitude. Mm-hmm. and then you find out why and you're like oh my god that totally makes sense and i i love his character too because there's kind of this safety there's like this warmth even uh yeah. Car- carl weathers character like at first you're kind of like i don't know what this guy's about i don't know if he's gonna like turn around and he does oh yeah and that's him at a point but yeah well that's like that's his whole thing throughout that season is he's just like well he's a good guy he's a bad guy and then like he turns out to like Hey, so I was gonna ambush you and kill you, but actually, <laughs> that kid saved my you're life. You're really so you're good, good with, with guns, <laughs> and I'm feeling there's a lady downstairs who wants to give you a jetpack. So, <laughs> so why don't you come on? He just goes into full video game guy mode, and he's just like, "Oh, there's something over there." <laughs> I remember seeing a shiny package. Carl Weathers. Oh, look at that beam of light aiming down on that building. <laughs> There are a lot of characters in here where I'm like, oh, I like this because I like the actor. Like mm. um, uh, Clancy Brown's devil dude who does nothing, but I'm like, right. oh, it's Clancy Brown. Or like um, Warner Herzog, who's just like, uh, I like listening to Warner Herzog right. speak. Mm-hmm. But Carl Weathers is one who like, I liked it because it was Carl Weathers playing him. But mm-hmm. then I also just really like that character. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I think he fits the world really well. So if we're kind of saying aside Mando, um, he's probably my favorite character of the season. Yeah, I definitely think he had a genuine arc. Um, I will say my two favorites. I mean, I, I do really love Bill Burr's character, but I like him more so because of what he does in season two and like what you learn about his character. But I'm a big fan, too, of the armor. Like, I love that she is just making armor for these Mandalorians and has like this sense of honor, but also it's like, Oh, by the way, she beat an entire battalion of stormtroopers with yeah. a hammer and a little, like, grabby thingy. Tongue. A, t- a tongue. A tongue. Tongues, actually. Tongue. Yeah. Tongue. If it's two, it's put together. It's tongues. Right. But I, but I, I think that also brings me to an, another point, though. I loved the fact that even though they didn't, you know, they got around it being super violent, they were able to show some pretty like intense fighting. Like, some of the fights are brutal, man. Yeah, because <laughs> like that three. scene with the armor. Like, I remember today. I totally forgot it happened, but she takes that hammer and she just goes across a stormtrooper's face mm-hmm. and just like the and mouth you see piece, the mask break. Yeah, yeah, it breaks and the mouth part comes off, and then just it cuts to and they do it really cleverly. Well, it zooms out. And then her hammer comes down on a stormtrooper head, and all you see is like the bits of armor fly up, and you're like, "Oh, it's so good!" I totally know what just happened. 
You didn't have to show gore. If you would have, would have been impressive. But I really enjoyed it. I, it would have probably felt a little too, too much. gratuitous. Yeah, mm. that's fair. And I mean, I think it's it's still really impressive without the gore. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because I mean, the fact that you know you can show this if, if you can be like, mm-hmm. oh my kids, I love the Mandalorian. Ooh, they said a swear every once in a word. Every once every in a once wi- in a word. Every once every in while a word. <laughs> like you know, because I was like, oh no, <laughs> Bill Burr said wise ass at one point oh yeah he did <laughs> he did and i was like whoa yeah star this wars is getting a little serious do they have donkeys in the star wars universe <laughs> whoa smart donkeys at space that. donkeys <laughs> was that what kelly marine trans freed on canto bite space donkeys those were space nightmare fears. i love the last jedi <laughs> I, mm. <laughs> 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 you made that a, real, me a little dance, too real Steven. for him. Yep. <laughs> that, Star Wars that has episode. definitely ne- never had swearing before, especially in the first movie. <laughs> yeah, I I love to... the second one where hell becomes a canonical yeah. thing people believe in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was about to bring that up. Han Solo going, well, then I'll see you in, in hell. hell. And you're like, what beliefs do these people what have? hell like in the Star Wars universe? Uh, well, at least it's just, it's just, it's you just don't want to go. <laughs> What are yours? Uh, what are yours? Uh, your guys' favorite, best, and least favorites episodes? We don't have to do least favorites. We don't have to get negative. I mean, episode, I can, I can do a least favorite. Pretty boring. <laughs> Real quick though, do we have any least favorite characters? Because I have an answer for this, and I feel like it's relatively unanimous. Oh yeah, the guy from the Gunslinger episode. The other. I was going to say like mo- yeah, like most of the people in that episode. Oh yeah. As much as I love that episode, but like. No. The Twi'lek siblings, they just kind of hiss at each other and they're annoying. They're annoying. Yeah. I love I love the woman in the Gunslinger Me episode, too. too. The one oh, who's yeah. just like straight out of the 70s. And it's like, wait. Oh, sorry. We're talking about the prisoner. I was talking about the Han Solo oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the Gunslinger. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were calling that's it what, Gunslinger, but yeah. Okay, yeah. But yeah, with the prisoner episode, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, just she feels like so out of place for the Mandalorian, but like she could fit perfectly into the original series. Just Very yeah. much. But also like uh, she's a normal character. I like seeing normal people like it react to everything going on in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Very much that. I, I do like that we get the perspective of, you know, I, I said the my favorite thing is that they never use the word force. Like, they never oh, mention the word Skywalker. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, this baby's got telekinesis. And everyone's like, what? That's weird. Like, <laughs> What's a Jedi? <laughs> and then, like, they tell them about wizards. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of wizards. They're Jedi. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, that that's... It's Whatever just, that is, I definitely haven't looked at a history book from totally like 30 years ago. Totally wasn't the crux of the last political conflict. Um, <laughs> totally wasn't what's been going on in the galaxy for the last, like, thousands of years. <laughs> you really think Mandalorian keeps up with current events, y'all? No. <laughs> no. Just, hey, it's man... Funny. Mando, we're gonna get our stimmy soon. So, <laughs> is it Beskar? <laughs> My Beskar. Fourteen hundred dollars of Beskar, Joe. He melts the check that he gets in the mail <laughs> and just like places it on like his other pauldron. No, but like Mando's set for for quarantine because he spends most of his time in space and he's always wearing a mask. He's not going to be an anti-masker. Hey, Mando cares, and that's that's what we should take away from that's, this. But what other uh, what other uh, characters do we not like? Grogu. Let's get negative. I mean, those were really the ones in my mind. You're not a fan of Grogu? <laughs> nobody, nobody noticed I whispered Grogu. Oh, I noticed. No, I, mean, I noticed I'm kidding. I I'm kidding. No, no, no. I, I it's a I'm... non-character. It's yeah. a MacGuffin. Right. 
it, it's a MacGuffin cutie. And like the the point is too, I think when it comes to least favorite characters, I just want to say, say like a, an entire subgenre of character. Anyone who is just like a jerkish like outlaw in this situation because I, I mean like unfortunately that's one thing that did get kind of tiresome in both the first and second season is like oh yay we can't trust this guy mm. oh i don't know if i can trust him. oh we couldn't trust him oh that's <laughs> weird <have> thought? <laughs> right i totally haven't seen this five episodes ago um any character that fits that description whatever comes to your mind yeah i don't like them what about episodes uh i kind of touched on, oh, bring the mic with me i kind of touched on it touched on it earlier don't like the gunslinger. Everything else I'm pretty good with, though. Episodes two and three are boring. Yeah, I agree. They're they're very, like, we need to kind of get you to care a little three bit. Three is a good fight, though. Very <laughs> much. These, these descriptions are not good indicators of the episodes, I'm trying to think. Is that the one where, uh, like, he gets into trouble with the Empire on Navarro and all the Mandalorians come out and start... Like helping yeah. him, yes, and yes. He, that's a good fight. End of two is when he breaks into the. He gets Grogu back, yeah, because they so. they go to fight the monster and they kill the monster for the for the um Jawas and then they go back. Oh yeah, yeah, and I do love that scene. I, the thing is, those two episodes are boring, but they both have scenes that I like. Yeah. I mean, the, the Mandalorians coming in and being like, "We'll take it." I'm like, "Okay, that's awesome." Well, yeah, what I love about that episode is when he's getting his ass beat by that rhino thing. Yeah. And then, like, he's just fully prepared to die, but he just holds out that knife, and he's like, I'm taking you with me. Right. <laughs> and then I love And this... then the force happens. But... Yeah. But, that <laughs> but was it's such, good. It's it earned. It's such a clever way to introduce it, too, because all he... In that moment, you know the only reason why Baby Yoda is doing that is because he cares about Mando. Mm-hmm. That's why. For me, my favorite episode, I mean... Is it wrong to say the finale? I just think no, the finale no. just, you know, seven and eight to me just felt like what I wanted from Rogue One. You know, it was mm. it was that New Hope kind of like feeling just because it was, you know, it was Tatooine and it was desert. But I like too, you know, we brought it up earlier about it kind of being like a, a Western standoff style thing. Mm hmm. But I love IG-11 in those episodes. I love the fact that he gets the jetpack. Good old Taika. Like yeah. Oh, my God. Good yes. old Taika. It's so good. I think you mentioned when they bring out that big old gun, you're like, and the one Western trope they haven't done. The Gatling <laughs> the gun. gun. <laughs> we got this steam-powered rifle. Green's well, right at your noggin. <laughs> we see, it's funny to joke about. They do make a very big deal about that gun yes. coming out in that episode. And that gun Hairs well, there's play. a whole yeah. monologue about it. I love it. <laughs> this is the big gun, seven five nine. It shoots the biggest bolts of laser energy. I bought it Sunday. on eBay for seventy five dollars. <laughs> which is, which, like the fact that he has to talk about it is really funny to me because those are used like everywhere in Star Wars. Yeah, I was gonna say I've had <laughs> it's a, at it's least such a normal four thing. different action figures with that gun. <laughs> Have you? It's like this standard issue E eleven blaster rifle is exactly what's gonna take down the rebel. Have you seen a Mandalorian <laughs> and a, an ex stormtrooper is just in there like, dude, what do you, I get it? Just say you have till nightfall. Move on. It's so like talk. a it's like a JoJo monologue where it's like I am big gun. I live in the big gun sector of town. I am unmarried. <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. Uh, yeah, I would I would say that's my favorite as too. It's you can tell that they were like, let's just kind of like make it about little tiny journeys and okay, we'll give you little crumbs here and there and then let's build it up to he has a TIE fighter. 
and he is going and then ig11 is like i will sacrifice myself and now you will have a character arc about droids and i will mm. burn alive trying to defend this baby and i love that and that's I like such too. a cool thing yeah it really is and i like too that there's death mm. nick nolte's character dies, dies. <laughs> that's it now, if only Cara Dune had died, Disney would have gotten themselves out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> she's one of the weaker characters to me. Yeah, it's it's kind of fine that she's gone. Yeah, because I, I don't know. For me, it's just like she literally just kind of played like a less a less angry Rosie O'Donnell, like she did in in Deadpool. Oh, so. you know, oh my goodness, you know what that episode, that final episode has? That's amazing. Buff Astromech. Astromech with arms and legs. Oh my god! Oh, yes. that so much. It was so weird. And the when she shot it in the head, I was like, "Why?" It was so cute. He was my favorite to sing thing ever. There are stormtroopers awaiting. And you grab the armor is dying. Dude, I had us. to do this. This thing keeps slipping. I've oh had my, my I've had my hand on here for like half the episode. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> what uh, what's your favorite episode, Alex? Have you said yet? Uh, I mean, how dare you like all nine episodes? Well, no. <laughs> how dare not you be satisfied with how a do series? you like? How do you like eight episodes? What's weird is too. I find it a lot easier to talk about which episode is my favorite in regards to season two because I feel mm. like season two. Um, obviously, you know, you could kind of be like the one where blank character shows up, the one where blank character shows up, but it's the one where Boba Fett shows up. Mm. So I was <laughs> hoping you were going to say Dexter justified Jester. so long of me being a Boba Fett fan. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, yeah. The action scene on the hill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. Prisoner just like, prisoner is pretty great. It's I so fun. I do love Sanctuary though, because Sanctuary was like. I was kind of waiting for a Seven Samurai episode, and yeah. the, and they did it really early on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, it's just such a cool thing that, well, I don't know. Three three Samurai, and one of them is a baby. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that's, that. the, but that's the it, sequel to Three Ninjas. Like, three Samurais, and, like, and one of them's a baby. <laughs> and they did it in such like a cool Star Wars fashion, too, where it's just like, okay, it's not like this guy that's causing us some trouble. It's like... There's a giant walker that's going to blow away this town. We got to train these peasants to fight it. <laughs> that's kind of what I mean about it gave me what Rogue One didn't. Is like, mm -hmm. you know, the one thing that Rogue One did very well, in my opinion, was that it showed how decimating the Empire was by showing it from a different perspective. You show it from the ground and seeing, you know, a walker just up there, you're like, that thing's huge. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is, is that it juxtaposes what we've already seen in Star Wars. So it's like, you know, oh no, it got brought down by some teddy bears and a log. They're real big threat. And then it's like, <laughs> you know, oh, well, thank God he has the cable to tie the camel up and do that. But mm -hmm. here it's like, these are just average people farmers who like you said you know need to be trained just to protect themselves rather than leave because they're like my dad planted potatoes here <laughs> and they like build that like trench for yes. it to trip 
Very rather cool. than like some like wire. They didn't go like, here's a catapult with a huge rock. They're just like, hey, we know we can't really fight this thing that well. If we can just distract it, lead it to us. Yeah. And just hope that it doesn't see the trench. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. And it's like, it's such like a we're gonna die kind of thing. But yeah. they pull it through and it's ah, it's so satisfying. It very much is. Like I said, the, the worst part of that episode is the fact that they tried to give Mando a, a love interest. And I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like don't you don't got to you want to stay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so I got a couple other questions, but I think they're gonna move us a little bit away from the show. So yeah, is there anything fine. else? Okay, cool. Then I uh, then no, you don't get to say anything else. Well, uh, Caleb, I think we should talk about the show a little more. Uh, oh no! Well, okay. I didn't actually watch it. I just read all the plot synopsis. <laughs> okay. <so. laughs> I just closed no, my eyes while we watched it together. I've been sweating this whole time. They can't find me out, guys. So, so real quick, kind of just say, like, do you want to do, like, a closing statements on The Mandalorian? Like, what well, you actually thought? Uh, really good. I loved it. Can't wait for more. Like, what would you give it, like, a letter a letter grade? Oh, letter? Yeah. Oh. I was homeschooled. I don't get letter grades. <laughs> oh. I, I did horribly in school, so I don't believe in them. I'll give it three Can mamas pats on the back. Instead? <laughs> Oh, I mean A, and if we're putting on a if we're putting it on a tier list, S tier, double S tier, triple S tier, whatever it needs to be, it is my favorite form of Star Wars media, and it, that's saying yeah. a lot. It has quickly taken that title. It gets yeah. three and a half uh, Dexter Jetster arms out yeah, of four. Good. <laughs> so no, it probably gets hey, Obi Wan. Obi, I lost <laughs> it in the war. I think I think it will like likely go down in season two um, because. I'm sorry. I really don't think I'll like season two. I don't. I don't like just seeing random characters pop up. But, but that's pretty cool. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be real. He, al- he also doesn't have the attachment to a lot of those characters like we do. Very though. true. Very true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would will, give it a B plus. Yeah, um, I'd give this five midi out of uh, seven chlorians. Seven chlorians <laughs> out of one trade federation. So the first thing I was curious about was so this is this is a sequel to Return of the Jedi. Yeah. As a kid, what did you imagine happened to the universe afterwards? So weirdly enough, I was oh, thinking about Mike this today. loved that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I was thinking about that today actually because I was like, man, I I wonder if if I could show younger me this and say this is what happens after return of the jedi i mean i would have been pumped but i definitely i i mean for me i pictured you know luke bringing back the jedi order i pictured han kind of changing into more of like a like a dad or like a you know more personal growth within him and then obviously remnants of the empire or like some kind of bad thing happening um but i would have loved to see an established order and then kind of seeing some other power that we haven't really explored yet like disrupt that that's yeah. what i mm-hmm. always pictured like you know when i saw kylo ren for the first time i was like oh man they're doing it because it's like the new republic and he's gonna come in and be like i don't play by your daddy's rules and it just it didn't happen i don't play by my daddy's rules my daddy's surprise rules. i've killed him <laughs> <laughs> alex what about you uh i'm trying to remember to be honest because i don't have a good like memory retention for like how i thought things would have been Oh, I do. I because guess my life went in a completely different direction after seventeen. But well, uh, and if you don't, <laughs> I mean, if you don't have an answer, that's fine. Well, I have 
something that's at least like semi close to an answer. It's not like a personal what I would have thought, but like I played the uh, I played some of the Jedi Academy games. Oh yeah, like relatively young i was still like a little older so i don't remember what i thought as like a kid kid Mm. but like those games explore very much so what happens after return of the jedi and like cal katarn the unfortunate thing about those games in retrospective is it's a lot of kind of just the same old stuff that star wars was doing especially in the prequel era where it's just like we have this new jedi order but now these random sith show up and yeah and, like, they're good games, and actually some of the best combat and, like, lightsaber combat in games, but, like, it's it's just, like, I don't know. It wasn't that inventive, so I guess I didn't really put too much thought of it. Hmm. Outside of that, like, I read the book where, like, yeah. Han, so, where like Han has kids See, that, with, like, Jason and Jaina or whatever. Yeah, the I wrote those books, yeah. too. See, yeah. That, yeah. that's the thing, too, is I'm trying to single out what I thought as a kid as opposed to what I read in the books. Yeah. Yeah. I because just, I'm like Palpatine's son with the third eye. I don't know why he had a third eye. Like <laughs> Despero shows up. Despero. Yeah. <laughs> but what about you, Caleb? I just imagined it more as in types of characters. So like I, mm. I would draw up characters and whether they would fit in, in like the prequel area era or after the originals, um, I usually played in the idea of after the originals because I'm like, oh, cool. You can just, I right. don't know where the thing's going. You can fit anything there. Yeah. But like, I, my idea was less about like structure and order and here are the villains coming in. It's just like, you know, it'd be cool. A Twi'lek Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, or not the, but not Ayla Sakura, I no, guess. No, no, like yeah. um, the male Twi'leks. Yeah. Uh, because we hadn't seen one of those yet. And mm. like stuff like that. It's like, you know, it's just like, oh, cool. This guy flies an A-wing because... A wings are those a thing? I don't think those are a thing. I'm well, getting there's designing. a Y wing, so <laughs> why wouldn't there be yeah. a? <laughs> and so like I started designing all the wings alphabetically. Oh and my god! And that's what I wanted to kind of see was, and I think I that's like where I remember we get you doing this. that. Probably you probably showed me those. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but probably it, like, and that's kind of what this fulfills is like. Oh, what's going over in this corner? Let's zoom in on that. That's pretty cool. Cool. What's over here? Yeah, very mm-hmm. much that. You know, it's funny. I just was more or less thinking of like where the movies could go. Yeah. Because I was I was thinking more like, oh man, I would love to see like Force Unleashed or like Old Republic or Kotor or whatever, you know, like I still like, want Force Unleashed content. Same. <laughs> but it's like I wanted those stories to be on the big screen because I'm like, why don't I make that canon? That's that's really cool. That makes sense. And like Force Unleashed two came out and I was like, I'm glad they didn't Yeah, I never <laughs> I never expected to get another movie. Um, me neither actually and, yeah and so i think that was kind of nice you know it can go anywhere because i'm in charge of it right like mm. yeah that's that's kind of what i thought about indiana jones as well a similar lucasfilm kind of thing but it's like after last crusade which because that's where it ends in my book i'm just like oh man what, what kind of adventures would indy go on this time do, 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 do. like and i would play with my legos yeah and so <laughs> i have so many indiana jones legos i had so many of those Same. sets one and the, the fourth is, movie was never made. Three words. CGI. Five is in Woodchuck. <laughs> <laughs> A certain amount of words. The opening's pretty good, though. CGI Woodchuck. Uh, that opening in the warehouse is pretty good, though. CGI Woodchuck. You know, I'm a really, yeah. I'm a really big fan of uh, when Shia LaBeouf is swinging on the vines with the monkeys. I thought that was shot particularly well. You mean the scene from Disney's Dinosaur? Uh, yeah, so I'm talking about the Disney's scene dinosaur. that is referenced the most to uh, talk about how <laughs> that movie. <laughs> the second question I have, yeah. is so Mandalorian fits a archetype of a character that I'm surprised Star Wars hadn't done before, but of the gruff, masculine character. 
paired with a child. Uh, and you see this in Logan. You got Logan yep. and you got uh, you got X-23. You, get, you see this in The Road, a book that I haven't read because everyone who's told me it's good is a bad person. <laughs> the, I've seen the movie. It's very depressing. Yeah. It um, might be the saddest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, but like Last of Us does it. Like there are a ton of stuff that does this where it's like gruff man, young child. Young child teaches gruff man to be less gruff. Man has to sacrifice himself for child at the end. Which kind of happens here, but obviously Mando right. escapes. So my I, yeah. question is, out of all these characters, if they all appear in an American-sized football field with the equipment that they would normally have on <laughs> this them, is not who would win I in a fight? <laughs> who would win in a fight between all the characters? All, any masculine-type character and their child oh, sidekick. Okay, so you're saying like Mando versus Joel versus like Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah, but or, they also have their kids with them. I they feel also like this is important. Them. Does Mando have the best car armor yet because we've seen how yes. that just yes. makes him Achilles. every hero <laughs> every hero at what they would normally be operating with like okay peak, yeah well joel's out because he's just a guy oh yeah yeah he has yeah, probably no, like he's, three he's bullets i scavenge and he's gonna waste all of them <laughs> yeah. trying to oh shoot mando um i would say yeah, logan. i have to craft this gun real quick. logan's got <laughs> x23 that's I, the thing yeah there are two logans running about right and my thing is too though i'm like logan but would win but i'm like no well, if we're talking about logan logan he's like old and like can't take bullets anymore the question is how long can mandalorian just hover above him out of like jumping distance before the cancer finally kills logan <laughs> <laughs> And then, I mean, seeing uh, as how he has a ship and can fly away, probably a very long time. And then the professor from Logan comes up, who is also General Pride in the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, Richard E. Grant. And then he's like, mm, I hate both of them. Both of my characters hate both. Of That's them. a really good question, though, also because would would logan have professor x with him because he's also kind of the child in that movie and in that sense then <laughs> professor x wins because he gives logan. everyone seizures and they all die no professor Mando, x go to taco bell to get the chip the, the, chip, the, the new case right now. get him a chicken get there him a is beef. no way no. man no no i imagine not sponsored Don't Grogu, go to taco get bell the sun seeker no, you know why Patrick Stewart, would, I'm sorry, Professor X would win is because he would just wheel up to Mando and he'd be like, what are you doing? And then he's like, you are new, Logan. And then he just hugs him by the waist really tight and he goes, get get off me, get get off me. And he goes, new Logan. Mm. And, then, Logan and then Mando's like dragging, yeah. <laughs> Mando's dragging his like paralysis corpse just like Logan he goes up to Karen Dooney he's like he keeps talking about the Statue of Liberty (laughs) that was a long time ago I I would say probably Mando would probably win right next to Wolverine because if if we're counting X-23 there as well like I don't know how Adamantium versus Beskar works but there are definitely some cloth parts that's all I'm going to say to his armor and I think she could just and she's like more precision too because she's got the she's got the feet ones yeah anything else we want to say before I wrap us up so what I will say about the Mandalorian to close out kind of like why I I like it and I am excited about it is just because it's like something I never thought Star Wars would do I never thought we would finally explore that period between the Empire which I think they're kind of soft rebooting the series to be like working within that time frame Mm -hmm. it gave us a cool lead character it gave us a really cool like child-friendly show in a lot of ways too like oh it's star wars we can what Ooh, that action scene was a little bit too much for johnny it's like it's fine but the, the point being is like 
I just love that the show even exists because now we're getting more things mm-hmm. that are in this vein. You know, the Acolyte sounds fantastic. I'm ready for the Ahsoka show. I, I want to see the Book of Boba Fett. I think that these are really, really good opportunities to expand this universe in a meaningful way that proves that it isn't just TIE Fighters, X-Wing, TIE Fighters, X-Wing. We're all one big family, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's about to make a dumb joke where I handed you a book and it's like, well, here, you can now see the Book of Boba Fett. But I was like, this is a visual podcast. It won't, it won't be funny. It won't be funny with visuals. It certainly won't be funny now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I have to undercut you when you're making better points than me. Oh, shut up. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, this is my podcast. <laughs> this sorry. is all ours. And Kathleen Kennedy, she's paying me. So, oh, yeah, we do have to do this real quick, just so we clear the air. We're pretty cool guys, but we have opinions on the sequels, which means we're less cool than we could be because the ultimate thing for the sequel trilogy is to just not care. <laughs> I think Force Awakens is good. I think Last Jedi is the second best Star Wars movie. Rise of Skywalker hurt me. Steven, your turn. Uh, I definitely think Force Awakens is wasted potential. I think that I like the ideas in Last Jedi more than I like the actual movie. But in that same way, I mean, I like Zack Snyder's Watchmen for that same way. I like Batman v Superman for that same way. You know, it's just like, I just kind of like the fact that I get to see things I never thought I was going to get to see in, you know, a different kind of Star Wars movie. Uh, Rise of Skywalker is worse than any of the prequels, and I will fight anybody on that. Because it doesn't matter if it's visually better. It doesn't matter. It's a sloppy movie. It's a bad movie. And if you had a gun to my head and said, would you rather watch Phantom Menace 40,000 times for the next two years or watch Rise of Skywalker again, I would gladly watch Phantom Menace because it's funny bad, at least. Rise of Skywalker just hurts. It just hurts, man. And there's a singing of Phantom Menace. It's not, it's not great, but certainly better than Rise of Skywalker. It's called pacing. Yes. Mm-hmm-hmm. Which granted, you know, I mean, here's the thing. During that movie, I guarantee you, once Chancellor Valorum starts talking about trade negotiations, I'm going to go make a sandwich. But then I'm going to come back, and then Jar Jar is going to celebrate for me and go, We so good, huh? And it's a good sandwich. <laughs> yeah, and it's a great sandwich. Alex? Uh, okay, so Force Awakens, pretty great. Uh, Last Jedi, I, I have said this since it came out. There is 90 minutes of a really good Star Wars movie in there. Yep. That movie is two and a half hours long. <laughs> yep. That's a very, very good way to look at it. There's a lot of stuff I think is great, but oh my, it's surrounded by crap. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and speaking uh. of crap, <laughs> here's the thing. I'll still stand by there's not a Star Wars movie I don't enjoy to some extent. The thing is, with Rise of Skywalker, I enjoy it because it's such a horribly written movie. Because I cannot believe that it exists. No amount of viewings will let me believe that it's a- that like someone actually made that. It is pretty yeah. astounding. <laughs> Honestly, I'm kind of like that with like Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Mm-hmm. It's I love that. that. That's my favorite too. Superman movie. It's so mu- it's so funny and it's so bad because when you describe that movie to people, people are like. What? All right, y'all. Thank you for listening to the uh, Star Wars Therapy Podcast. If you want to get in contact with us, we don't have any socials or Gmail up just yet, but you can follow me at Caleb from the Real World and direct message me with any feedback. Uh, So go ahead and do that. But more importantly, rate and review us five stars so that we can shoot up to the stars. Rate and review us five 
Dexter Jetster arms. <laughs> Obi, I grew one while you were away. <laughs> I went into this radiation pod and one just popped out. It's in I the middle of my one. I went to this prosthetics clinic and stole one from them. <laughs> Little it's, Billy won't have an arm now. Which but future I are we, Blade Runner or Star Wars? It's I held on by duct tape and grease from the kitchen. <laughs> And I'm not going to let Caleb be the only one. You can follow me at underscore Alex Bryson on Twitter or uh, uh, Insta. You can, <laughs> you can follow me uh, at Stephen Weaven. It's spelled exactly how you think it is. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. And when we come back next, uh, you can listen them to Anyway, therapy session out of here. Let's go. <laughs> we actually got it on the same beat. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs>